Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast. I am your host, Denise Renee Green, and I am so excited you're here. Thank you for joining me because this is a really important topic. We're going to be talking about taming technology addiction. And I don't use that word addiction lightly or metaphorically. You've probably experienced this yourself, but our apps, our phones, our email, it's all designed to be addictive. And we're going to talk more about that. But first, I just want to debrief you on my vacation, which was a glorious tropical vacation with my family. And I've been back less than a week. Actually, it's one week I've been back. I was there for nine beautiful days, and it was so relaxing. And part of the reason why it was so wonderful and relaxing was that I barely touched technology. My phone was there for emergencies and for a camera. I did not read a single news story. I made no phone calls. The TV in our room was never turned on. The only technology I used the whole time I was there was my Kindle and my daughter's phone so we could listen to sleep stories using the Calm app. I love that feature. There was one exception. I do admit that on two different days, for about an hour and a half each, I checked email on my computer. The reason I did this was because one of my autoresponders was not working, and I had told all my clients that I would be off the grid and unavailable, but their stakeholders, their bosses, their peers, all these people I was trying to schedule with, um, may try and reach out to me, and I didn't want to leave them hanging. Those three hours were the only stressful hours of my trip, and I know better now. I will figure it out so that um, my email is all working and everyone knows that I will be gone and I will separate myself 100% the next time. Now, I know a lot of my my clients can't do this. I'm very fortunate in that I am my own boss and I work from home and I get to choose my boundaries for the most part. This week, I had lunch with a client who has a very difficult and different situation than mine. She has a very demanding, high-profile job where she has to be very reactive to emergencies, or I'm going to do air quotes around the word emergency. And she's working on projects that are very, very close to the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company. She told me at lunch after uh, she admitted that she's burning out, if not burned out already, that she hates her iPhone. And she has really good reason. People are contacting her all hours of the day, seven days a week. She has no downtime. She also hates her email for good reason. Um, Recently, the CEO praised her for responding to him at three in the morning. And she said, do not praise me for that. It is unhealthy. So technology was supposed to make our lives easier But my client is not the only one for whom it has done the opposite. It has made us less healthy, literally, mentally, and physically. I recently listened to a masterclass on the Calm app with Dr. Adam Alter, author of the book 
irresistible, the rise of addictive technology and the business of keeping us hooked. Now, his writing and research is really disturbing. And he outlines several ways that technology has had a negative effect on our lives. One is health. Uh, I mean, one state recently passed a law that you cannot text while crossing the street. So that's not something you would normally think of that uh, would endanger us. But technology, when we're driving, when we look at a text, uh, when we're crossing the street, it's very dangerous and people are getting injured and killed. We also experience physical stress from the news, the constant onslaught of information, and the feelings we get from social media, Instagram and Facebook, the feelings of uh, doubt, guilt, frenzy, fear of missing out. It's also damaging to our relationships. We have less conversation and less connection, and we have completely distracted brains that make us hard to focus on other people. Also makes us hard to be aware and in the moment, less grateful for experiences because we're always distracted. And one of the other ways it damages our lives is our productivity. We waste enormous amounts of time that we could spend creating or taking care of ourselves or connecting with other people. And Dr. Adam Alter also talks about his research into how many hours a day we spend. And if you ask somebody how many hours they spend, they will grossly underestimate it, usually by about half. Adults spend over four hours a day on a screen. And this is not even just computer screens. This is phone screens, iPad screens. Teenagers spend at least seven hours. I don't even know how this is possible. When are they sleeping? So when asked a question whether they would rather have their hand broken or their phone crashed in front of them, more than half of teenagers surveyed said, well, first of all, uh, which hand is it? Is it my texting hand? Um, But over 50% said they would rather have a bone in their hand broken than their phone shattered. Adults, it was a little bit better, but still, it's pretty scary how addicted we are to our technology. So what makes technology so addictive? Well, first we have variable rewards. These likes and retweets and comments, these give us a hit of dopamine, just like a slot machine would. We have goals, like setting a goal of taking 10,000 steps, and then we always want to do more, and we always want to do more. We have visual alerts, like that little red dot in the right corner of apps. You know, it started out blue, but blue was not alarming enough, so they changed it to red. Now, I'm onto it, and I just ignore it completely. One of my friends looked at my phone the other day and says, oh my God, you have a hundred unread texts, because she saw the little hundred in the red dot. Well, it doesn't mean I haven't read the texts. I've looked at them, and I just haven't cleared them out. So I'm onto it, and I don't care. I don't care what the little red dot says. It's not going to work on me. I will look when I need to look. We also have audio cues, like pings and alerts about new emails and new Facebook posts. You can and should turn those off. The bottom line, these apps are intentionally built to be addictive, and it's only going to get worse. Years ago, when Steve Jobs stood on a stage and revealed the iPad. He said, every 
person in every household should have an iPad. Meanwhile, in an interview, Steve was asked how many iPads he had in his home, and guess what his answer was? Zero. And his response, I have kids, and I don't want them to get addicted to technology. Really? So I live in Oakland, California, not too far from Silicon Valley, and down there, there is a school known as the Waldorf School, and it is famous for being technology-free. Good old-fashioned pen and paper, pencil and paper, and when they do get tablets in the eighth grade, it's to learn coding. And guess whose students go to this school? More than 75% of the students are sons and daughters of Silicon Valley technology executives. They know what their creations are doing to our brains, and they don't want it to happen to their children. So if that doesn't make you wary, I don't know what will. So when it comes to breaking this addiction, you have to start small. And I'll give you some of my tricks. So I remove all social media apps from my phone. I don't even know what my Facebook pet Facebook password is. And my friends just laugh at me. Oh, did you see that update? And then they say, oh, wait, of course you didn't. And they fill me in. Um, I use Buffer and Hootsuite to promote all of my posts at one time. So I never have to log on to social media. I have an app called Checky that tells me how many times I have checked my phone. And I don't even need to use it anymore. But in the beginning, it did help alarm me. And it gave me the good kind of motivation to actually reduce my usage. Um, In the evening, I turn the blue light off, and I have a warm uh, light from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. that will not affect my melatonin levels. I turn my phone completely off at night, and in the morning, I do not check email until I've stretched, had coffee, planned my day, done my breathing and gratitude practice. All of that takes about mm, 25 to uh, 30 minutes, and then when I do check email, I only look for those emails related to important projects that I'm working on. Then I get to work on the important project for an hour, and then I can check email and start responding to it. Now, like I said, I'm fortunate that I get to do this. If you are a leader of a team or a family, your technology habits affect everyone in your orbit. And when you improve how you use technology, others will feel like they can improve too. But if you're crazy with your technology, that crazy will roll down and affect everybody in your orbit. So that client I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I asked her how we were going to keep her out of the hospital with a serious illness related to burnout. And she came up with a baby step that will make her life a tiny bit less crazy. She's going to put an autorespond or a signature on her email telling people who on her team is on point for the weekend so that at least... A few of the people on her team won't get bugged on the weekends, and I think that her team will gladly take that one up. It may sound small, but it's a start. So what do you want to do today? Whether it's turning off the news applications on your phone, turning off the sounds, uh, turning off the alerts, start small and then work your way up until you no longer feel the pull, and you feel more in control of technology instead of it controlling you. Thank you so much for listening. Please come back next week for another episode of Work-Life Brilliance. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, 
The best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.